Before we begin our episode, did you know that podcasting is the most accessible form of syndication? The number of multimedia-ready mobile devices has skyrocketed in the past few years, and so has your potential audience. So start a podcast. Starting at $5 a month, HipCast lets new and experienced podcasters focus on their show. Leave the boring stuff to us. Sign up at HipCast.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Keeping It Nerd, episode 24. This is the review of Ready Player One. And as always, my name is Vince. This is Anthony. And today we have our special guest. Uh, You have heard her in previous episodes, like the return, I'm sorry, not the return, the Last Jedi review, Fast and Furious, or Fate of the Furious review. Uh, And I believe that our Game of Thrones uh, season review. Silicon Valley Comic Con. Silicon Valley Comic Con last year. Yeah. And she was also, uh, you actually hear her voice every time uh, an episode begins uh, during our promos. Uh, and it is our special, what we, what we, what's our title again? Special contributor. Special contributor to the, <laughs> to the show. <laughs> assistant to this. No, I'm just kidding. Assistant, assistant to the, exactly, assistant to the, the program. Uh, and I'll let her, let her introduce herself. Hi everyone, <laughs> it's me, Raina. Um, I wouldn't call myself very special. Um, just pretty much uh, come and go as I please on the podcast. So thank you for having me. Let's get this going. Well, you don't have to. You don't come. You are special. You are special. You're special to me. Yeah. That's right. Better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You hear that? That's how you earn points. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Anthony, uh, before we start, I'm going everything get, with you. Not get poked by, by certain things. Exactly. <laughs> How's everything with you, Anthony? Uh, it's going well. It's just busy this week. Uh, we have the uh, we have the WrestleMania pod coming out tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, Jeremiah, our other special contributor to the podcast. Yeah, and who? We had two two new guests this time. Yeah, we had uh, Gino Garday. And, and uh, Alvin Bautista, who are are both wrestling fans in their in their own right, and and still believe that kayfabe is real. So it's great. It was great interaction between all three of them. And so and this was it was a fatal four way, right? Yeah, it was it was basically a fatal four way. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to uh, join you for that, but when I can't uh, join you for those kind of episodes, I do look forward to hearing them. So, yes. so it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. So it, it should be out tomorrow morning. Ooh, so okay. that'll be so yeah, tomorrow be morning. Out. But then yeah. people will hear this. So people will hear this later yeah. down the line. So and then, and then they would go back in time. 
much like Parzival's Delorean. <laughs> Parzival's Delorean, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but Reina, what have you been up to uh, since the last time you were on the, I think you, the last show you were on was the Last Jedi review. I, I appreciate that she's looking at you as if you you had no contact with her since in the last four and a half months. I know. It's kind of <laughs> weird for him to ask me that question. Like, you live with me. We're married. You know exactly what I've been up to. <laughs> well, I know. I just, But the listeners don't know what you've been up to. Have you changed your stance on The Last Jedi? Nope. Nope. Nope, I have not. Um... Pretty much just uh, been chilling and um, working, nothing new, um, and just enjoying seeing you and Anthony podcast. Oh, great. Well, it's always good to have you on the show, uh, contribute and uh, share your opinions, especially when it comes to uh, reviews like like this one today. Uh, I, I'm going to ask myself, Vince, what have you yeah, been Yeah, Vince, how, how, are, how are you, man? What's, what's been new with you? In the last uh, week and a half. Week and a half? Because the last time we did it was a weekly. Was right? it two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, we did a weekly and then weeks. you guys did the WrestleMania and yeah. now we're doing the RPO. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call it RPO because it sounds so cool that way. Yeah. Right? RPO review. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like actually how you, what you, call, what you were thinking of calling this episode, which I think we're going to go with. We're calling okay. this RPO, RPO Speedwagon. Speed <laughs> That's right. RPO Speed. I was thinking maybe uh, Ready, Ready Player Three, since there are three of us. But uh-huh. I think the RPO Speedwagon sounds actually pretty, pretty, okay. uh, pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Um, no, uh, no, nothing's been up uh, since then. I've been, uh, I've been waiting for Infinity War, just like every, just like America. We are mm-hmm. only a few days f- away from that. Uh, I have been tempted to tweet to um, Disneyland about their Dole Whip incident that i had uh, a week ago week and a half ago so still have that in my uh, drafts waiting to uh, tweet out to disneyland and their employees so yeah unfortunately yeah, you should yeah. you should you should hit up who who's the who's the ceo of, of disney but is it bob Iger, or is it, is it yeah, yeah yeah i think yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. bob Iger, if you're listening to this which i it would be cool if you were <laughs> bob Iger, get my friend a dough whip donut Please. Yes, please. I I would appreciate yeah. that so much. Um, and before actually, you know what? And then throw in a jump Pixar in, cake while you're at it. Bye, Barger. Yeah, please do. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. mind that. You know, yeah. just a few passes to Incredibles too. That'd be great. Oh yeah. Uh, you can make it up to us, or you know, yeah. make it up to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, an advanced Blu-ray release, please. Of of um of uh, oh shoot, what is that movie called? Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> oh, well, but that's yeah. not Pixar though. Yeah. No, I don't care. Oh, okay. You, it's you still, just want it's still it. a Disney movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and before we start off on this review, I just have one like little sound off on this whole thing. And Raina, Raina can attest because we both watched the the movie together. Has it become customary to like how comfortable is it to be at a movie theater nowadays? Like, do you when you go to the movie theaters, do you go to the ones with the reclining chairs and the you know the, the you know the, the the big luxury lounge seats? Yeah, most of the time. Uh, I, I think they've con- started converting all movie theaters to be like that now. I mean, I, I appreciate I appreciate that, right? I mean, right now, like, when we go to the movies, like, we usually choose the movie theater that has those luxury loungers, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the <laughs> how, it's, it's there for comfort, right, everyone? Get ready, everyone. Vince is about <laughs> to sound off on something else. Just get to it and just say that on this last trip to the movies... 
we actually had a couple sitting next to us that actually ended up bringing a blanket and took their shoes off. Okay. And um, pretty much made themselves at home where Vince told me at the end of the movie, he kind of saw the blanket going up and down if you catch my drift. Oh. So he's about to sound off on having people or the movie theaters actually ban blankets because of the inappropriateness that may be going on. No, well, I mean, you don't want to have the blanket touch the floor. It's dirty. That's what's the dirty part. Did you not hear Raina? She said she saw the blanket going on. (laughs) The couple sitting next to you was just making sure it wasn't touching the floor. Oh, man. Yeah, the floor, (laughs) the the blanket touching the floor was the main thing that I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, it was just just It wasn't anything that was happening under the blanket that caused me to be like in distress. I, I mean, for me, I'm just like, I don't know where we are now in society where we think we can go ahead and just make ourselves at home. I mean, you straight up took your shoes off. I mean, if you had socks on, I guess. But this person took off their shoes and they had their bare, stink feet all up on that lounger. I was like, ew. Mm. That's disgusting. Like, the popcorn wasn't the only corn that was actually on the chairs. Oh, jeez. I mean, <laughs> it was disgusting. I mean, and then you, and then later on, you just see them like all huddle up with the blanket. And then I could see the blanket kind of like, you know, move move up and down like a couple of times. I was going, oh, God. Like, I'm trying were, to watch they were, this. They were sitting right next to you. Like, like directly right next to me. It wasn't like they were diagonal. Right. Immediately to your right or to your left? To my left. They were giving <laughs> oh, yeah. him an extra show. <laughs> you were. I didn't pay for that. And that's what happens when I, when I pay for the 11 o'clock showing for this movie. <laughs> Wait, wait, it was 10.40. Yeah, I'm sorry, 10.40, that's right. Was, the 10.40 uh, show. Well, it started at 11 because minute or previews are about 20 minutes now. Uh, that's, that, that's very true. So, I mean, so, all right, so that's that, that's the new thing now. Etiquette is please don't t- turn off your cell phones and sil- silence your phones. And stop right? fucking. And stop, stop, just stop effing around in the, in, the, in the theaters. And don't take off your shoes. Don't bring no blankets. Literally stop jacking off is really what you're trying to say. Yeah. No, 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 no HJs in the theater. I'm trying yeah. to watch a nice movie yeah. here. Yeah. Don't uh, be, don't be, don't be Pee Wee Hermaning your, your, no, wait. Yeah, was that was Pee-wee Herman. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know, but I was trying to be witty. Himself, <laughs> yeah, but also, you know, but Pee-wee Herman was doing it at a an adult theater, which, of course, they're watching an adult film, which would, you know, right, I mean, elicit, yeah, elicit that kind of behavior. This is Ready Player One. So, I'll tell you this, that was a two-player game they were playing. <laughs> All righty. Well, that being said, let's jump right into it. Jeez. They did. They did. They jumped right into it. <laughs> but anyways, that's my that's my one little thing. But it won't affect the way I feel about this movie. I feel like things always happen to you. Just it's, it's you're you're like a real life Baudelaire triplet or Baudelaire children. Where no, he's a, a real life Larry David. Oh. That's what he is. Curb, curb your enthusiasm. It's yeah. exactly what it is. I feel with the donut, the Dole Whip donut that happened, the Pixar then, cake. The Pixar cake, and then this, and then this thing at the movie theaters. Like I, I can't. You could hear the song, the music in the background. I mean, uh, anyway, speaking just, of uh, like, just need a JB Smooth. This, yeah, exactly. I do need <laughs> yeah. a JB Smooth. At least JB Smooth would have at least put put an end to that shit. Like, what the hell are you doing here? You can't no fucking in no damn theater. Sorry, everyone. Earmuffs. Everyone knows that this show is a, you know, not safe for work and for children. So. Um, anyways, let's, uh, from that story, let's move on to the other story, the main story. Um, you read the book, right? I, I read the book 
quite a few times. Actually. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Yeah. I, yeah. I recently finished it finally and Raina Raina finished it before me and she did it in like like two days. It's a page turner. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a page I mean, well that's what Raina was telling me when uh when she first read it. And like I said, like I had the book for a while and it was like just sitting on my shelf. I just never got, got around to it. I, I mean, I read the first few, like a chapter or two, and then I always got distracted and I, I find myself having to reread it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but once again, like when, when you, like you said, once I got past a couple of chapters, then I got rolling. And especially when the movie was starting to come out closer and closer, I said, all right, I need to read this book, finish it up before the movie comes out because I, right. I really want to make this comparison. Um, you know, comparison review here. Uh, you, uh, quickly, uh, your thoughts, uh, Reina. First, uh, your thoughts about the book. How did you? How did you like it? What, what was? What was just your overall feeling with the book? Well, first off, I thought the book was excellent. As you know, that I've read it in two days, and what Vince felt to pretty much mention is that while I was reading the book, I was egging him on to read it as well because I was so excited to talk about everything that was going on, but yet he just sat on it and sat on it. So when he finally got around to reading it, now he wants to finally talk about the book. And I was like, nah, you you can just talk about it by yourself because you made me wait and have nobody to talk about it with. Um, that ship has so. sailed. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You had your chance. Now you better just finish that book and we'll wait till your podcast. So overall, I love here. So exactly. And by the guess of you reading it multiple times, I assume you like the book too as well, Anthony. Yeah, it's it's one of those things uh, where a lot of the references were kind of missed on me um, at first. And then I went back and started looking at all the stuff that they would reference, especially in the early chapters, because he would he would sit up and watch episodes of what all in was it all in the family or eight is enough no, uh, fam- family ties family ties. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then going back to watch some of those episodes. And then uh, I think he watched quite a few episodes of MASH also. There were some MASH yeah, references. Yep. And then, uh, um, yeah, so just uh, just to go back. And then after rereading and actually understanding more of the references, because um, I actually, before the, the, the book, I hadn't watched War Games before. Oh, and then, okay. and then yeah. when I had watched War Games, and this was like 2012. So uh, when I finally watched War Games, I'm going, "Oh, yep, okay, I could I could see why this was a challenge." <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, um, I I think uh, well, I mean, for me, I think for me and Reina, like why we got we got this book, like you know, it, it reached out to us because of the 80s references. We're like '80s kids. I'm don't want to carbon date us here, but a lot of the things in uh, in the book were were like things that that we could uh, relate to immediately, and we're like going, "Oh yeah, the DeLorean. Oh, you know, like Family Ties. You said it. Um, uh, war games, oh, and, and uh, yeah, uh, all the Atari games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I liked about the book was like the whole thing, like it's an Easter to hunt for Easter eggs, right? Yeah. But then, as a reader, and being like a like an '80s kid, right? You were finding Easter eggs yourself by by the things they were referencing. You're like, oh man, that's so cool! You know, they brought Voltron. They brought. I mean, all right, everyone who, if you haven't seen the movie and or read the book, major spoiler alert. Okay, you guys have had your time. Like, I'm trying to we try and do these reviews. You it's know, been, not yeah, so three weeks. Yeah, so we know. You know, we're not trying to spoil it for anyone. 
uh, on these reviews. So you've had you've had your time. If you haven't, shame on you. Go watch and read the book. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, to continue, like yeah, every, all the all the references that they had were like the Easter eggs that went out to the readers, in which I think its audience was its uh, was the '80s generation kids, and I think that's why uh, I was able to gravitate to it, and, I, and as well as Reina. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't mean to speak for you, Reina. Is that what you felt? Yeah, that's what I felt. And that's we're referencing the book right now, right? Because yes, yeah, of course, of course, when yeah. we're doing a con- yeah. You know the comparison to the movie. Then I'll have my thoughts on that. But overall, the book, yes, it spoke to me and my childhood. And I just, while I was reading it, I kind of got a feel for. Since recently watching Sao, for those of you that know anime, um, it mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of that because you know you have your reality and then you have yourself going into a game and kind of being whatever you wanted to be. And so. Um, I really did like the book. I loved it yeah. too. So you, so everyone who knows, like, yeah, if Sao is an anime, that Raina said, and it's Sword, Sword Arts, Art Sword Art Online, right? Yeah, and that was a, that was an anime that I didn't actually really watch or know about until Raina brought it to my attention, and then when she, yeah, we, I watched it, and then after reading this book, I was going, yeah, that is. It's really close to close to, close to that story, quite, but you know that's just the closest thing that I can think of right now that I can compare it to. So great. Well, the New York a US, USA Today said it was enchanting, and Willy Wonka meets the Matrix. Would you guys agree with that? Mm, no, a little bit, a little bit. Not really with the Matrix part, but yeah, Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka yes. yeah, but not Willy Wonka meets the the Matrix. Yeah. Okay, so what yeah. would your what would what, what would you be? So Willy Wonka meets what would be your ex? What would you be your other other factor? Ooh. Willy Wonka meets Sao. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's right, right. So Willy Wonka meets Sao for Reina and uh, Anthony. What would you what would you say? Um, good question. I I want to say it's it's kind of more to me. I because I, I coming from the Harry Potter series too. They felt like it's a it's more of a grown up Harry Potter. Because there's just all this, the, the there's a lot of world building in the book, uh, which necessarily, I mean, it isn't necessarily, uh, I don't know, it, the the conveyance of that wasn't necessarily as strong in the movie, nope, but we'll, just we'll, just, uh, we'll, just we'll the uh, uh, just the I don't know they they had chapters devoted to different worlds or or different sectors. Yeah, there were so, uh, you'd say they're like multiple layers, basically, right? Yeah. Like many, many layers. Yeah, like um, an onion, like Shrek. Yeah, but it didn't doesn't smell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought. I, I mean, you're right. I think you're both right. Yeah, Sword Arts Online and what? What'd you compare it to, Anthony? I call really it like more like adult Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because of the the multiple worlds and the multiple like. Yeah, they're, um, they're, I wouldn't say a, universes, but the, yeah, the the different uh, branches that it, 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 it takes you to. Yeah, they had you had all this stuff kind of built in, and then it was cool to the uh, the amount of detail that Ernest Klein goes into, um, into say, just describing like that the one the one world that had all the Zork, uh, yeah, just how uh, like all the rep- repetitions of Zork all scattered all through the planets. Yeah, all like that was, that was the the planet where uh, Parsifal was going to like level up, right? Is that yeah. where like you, you get those cheap kills to level up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's. I mean, that that I thought the book was I thought, was was great. 
And when I heard they were going to make a movie, I was like, okay, like how are they going to do this? And I've I've watched you know quite a, quite a few uh, movies that are adapted from books uh, and you know other way around and stuff. And the last one I remember was hung no uh, what was that one Divergent. Yeah, that was not good. Yeah, that was well. Well, Raina didn't like the book overall. Um, well, the book with the series was okay. It's just the way that they ended it, and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone that has not read the Divergent series. But yeah, but then that didn't translate so well in the theaters because they didn't even make the third movie. With no, the third I didn't book. even bother watching the last one. The second one? Yeah, I don't even know what the hell the last one was. Anthony, did you read Allegiant? Divergent? I, I read yeah. the first book, but I didn't bother reading any more after that. Uh, it, it didn't engage you. No, it, it's it wasn't. Uh, like I could see where they're trying to go, and they were trying to clone or catch the catch the same kind of magic that Hunger Games captured. You know, but it just it just didn't feel the same. Like a lot of the things were were uh, formulaic based off of the Hunger Games series. Yeah, so. it seemed like it was like. Uh it was like a GoBots version, right? It, yeah, the GoBots to the Transformers. Yeah, so it, it, that's why it, it just didn't. As going, on. this is so much like Hunger Games. Gotcha. Um, well, given the fact that we all pretty much like the book a lot, how did you feel when you saw the first trailer that came out for Ready Player One? What were your thoughts based on what you know on the book and what you saw in the trailer? Uh, okay, so I I thought how was how are they going to fit everything in? two hours <laughs> so my first thought i was going because there's so much so so many things involved and then the and i was thinking about the character dynamics first of all because a lot of a lot of what makes parzival very appealing was his um just his kind of like the connection uh you would make and, and just having that being a reflection of of what what I used to be like in high school, just really, really, really awkward and everything. So I thought, I, I, I thought I could relate to him a lot more. And then um, I think he comes off, he, he touches on it quite a bit in the in the films. But I, I, I just in the film, sorry. But yeah, that, that I think that was the first thought that came to mind. Is going, how are they going to explain the dynamics and how are they going to pull that off and. And then what are, what are they going to put in? What are they going to take out in two hours, two, two and a half hours? So, Yeah, well, yeah. you know, my thoughts on it were that, um, you know, we see in the trailer a whole lot of uh, visuals that you didn't necessarily read in the book. No. So I was yeah. a little bit confused as to, okay, why am I seeing Tracer yeah. in this trailer here? How are they going to make that connection? That's not even 80s. So I was a little bit Torn. I mean, what do you think, Vince? Well, for me, it's, it'll be a little bit different for you, uh, for both of you guys, because you guys both read the book already by the time the trailer had come out, and I still hadn't finished it yet. So when that trailer came out, I, I only watched it once, real quick, just to just to see. But I also didn't want. Hopefully, the trailer didn't spoil anything in the book, wise, just just because I didn't know um, and wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. So when I I saw the trailer, I just looked at it real quick, and I didn't bother trying to do a rewatch to see what I may have missed or whatever, like I usually do with a trailer, just so I can see more details and everything. And yeah, right, like Raina said, um, yeah, you just see this thing, like I saw Tracer, and I was like going, 
Well, yeah, she isn't part of like, you know, the book. I don't know how they were able to work Tracer in since she's a, a character in a game that was only made within the last two years. And this book came out like four years prior to mm-hmm. uh, to everything. So I was wondering how, where they were going to go. And like you said, Anthony, I was also concerned with um, like how they were going to fit everything and Reyna brought up a really good point was um, like, there's no way they were going to get all the licenses for everything to be able to put in this movie. Right. They, and, they got the Millennium Falcon, though. That was pretty cool. Did they? Where? Yeah. It's, it, they, they only mentioned it. I, I didn't see it. Unless, you know, because they was, gave it to you had it. I think you, had it, you really had to, to look for it. But yeah, uh, there was, I think, once in the, what was it called? The Distorted Glass the, the the dance planet, the club. Oh planet. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and then and then in the in the race. What? Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's very 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 subtle, but I I just remember reading reading where to look for it, and so that's that's where I was going. Okay, ice peel, head on a swivel. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. good that you were able to to do that. Um, so I thought I thought that was pretty cool that that Lucasfilm was a, like they allowed them to have the, have a little nod because it's it, uh, like all in all it's Steven Spielberg at the end of the day and then there's all these if you ever watch Steven Spielberg films there's always a reference to Lucasfilm. Is he a new up up and coming director, Steven Spielberg? I think he has a bright future. <laughs> no, no, he's he, you know you know he's he's uh, he's grossed over a billion dollars. Uh, well, that's just films. gross. Period. Yeah. A billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, so yeah, rich. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, uh, for instance, in in I think it was ET or whatever they had the the Chewbacca toy or the Yoda toy. Oh yeah, uh, they had all yeah, the they had all yeah. the Star Wars figures. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's always there's always um, like a nod or some some sort of because they were not only lifelong rivals but they're lifelong friends. So yeah, let's say they have this special? dynamic. The what, the Steven Spielberg uh, special, uh, the documentary. I think it's on. Is it on Amazon? Amazon or HBO, one of those. But um, it just goes into detail of how Spielberg and a bunch of other producers or directors or whatnot were like kind of a quote brat pack. Yeah. Back in the day of the eighties and. Yeah, Brian know, De Palma how, especially. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That, that's who they had. They were interviewing him, and it was yeah, yeah they were. It's, yeah, it's just a crazy like a uh, cult group of friends. And yeah, it was just if, like, oh, it, man. if it wasn't for him and George Lucas's first wife, then the the first Star Wars wouldn't have been as successful. So, so you got to think those. The, I mean, I think the credit goes to more George Lucas's wife, but just a it's just quick tidbit. <laughs> Fun fact, everyone, yeah. and that and now you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh, get back on track here with. Uh, I was thinking about the book and the trailer and everything. So, uh, yeah, there was just like so many things that I don't know. I was afraid that they were not going to be able to fit in and they were going to have to um, make appealing, not appealing, but uh, make it, uh, you know, connected to nowadays uh, audiences. Because once again, you have the eight, a lot of 80s references, but, you know, Obviously, there aren't as many, you know, there are a lot of 80s kids out there, but you still want to reach a wider audience, cast that big net to say, oh, okay, it's not all 80s, but we have some new new age games and like new age references nowadays. Because he also said, 
Batman and Harley Quinn, which I don't remember them ever being mentioned in the book. So, you know, then you had Hello Kitty and things like that. So it was just the the it became a over, it became a free for all at that point. It did, yeah, <laughs> when it you did. Say, we saw all those refer- all those um, pop cultural references. Yeah, and and I was learning to make uh, you know, before we jump into the the whole movie, so I, I I was already expect uh, expecting myself to like, all right. I'm going to make this movie. I know they can't get everything, so there's going to be changes here and there to the storyline. Uh, you know, there's going to be, um, there's just going to be some major, major changes that they just, hopefully they can't, they won't distort and uh, disrupt the, the original story in, mm-hmm. in the book. Um, I mean, is that what was that what your guys' feeling was? Right well, now? I was just going to ask you, what was your feeling of, given the fact that you saw the trailer, you read the book, before you even sat down in the seat to buy your, you know, to watch the movie, did you have high expectations, low expectations, or, you know, what I, were you I, I Well, I think you, you bring up a point of, of the fact that it was so, a lot of things were really different from what was portrayed in the book. That at that point you're going okay. Well, Ernest Klein had had adapted the screenplay, so there's probably a reason for all of this because I, I, I think um, it, it just seems to be that Ready Player One had become such an ubiquitous book that they had to change. I mean, the challenges and the overall skeleton and outline were the same, but they had to make he had to make some changes to kind of make it appealing and and then um, so I was going so I was going okay I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it but. I'm just gonna go. Okay, well, that, he they're they're going a different direction, but it's this, essentially the same story. So, so let me, let me just open my mind for this. Uh, and it it's sort of like Game of Thrones, basically. Like you kind of there's an outline that exists out there, but the television show is going one way, whereas the books ha- have gone a. And then, I mean, The Walking Dead is essentially like this, like yeah. that kind of thing. So just to just to change it up. So I was going, okay, I guess I guess this is how they get people to to read the book to find out what the actual story is, or or the the other way around. So, well, I mean, well, that work. It worked for me because that really uh, it you know pushed up my. Uh, Know, speed reading of, of the book because I was like, all right, the movie's coming out. I got to make sure I got to <laughs> I got to I got to read this whole thing, um, which you know I, I I can see myself reading it over again. I don't know about like Anthony had what twelve times you said. <laughs> uh, uh, read the book six times. Six I, I read times. it. I read it one more time earlier this year. Just just to get ready uh, just for to the get movie. It, just to get it. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but as far as as the movie goes, we're gonna go ahead and dive into. Uh, We're going to dive into that uh, comparison right now uh, after this break. Hey, Anthony, did you hear we're on Stitcher now? Uh, I didn't realize we were so popular with the knitting and sewing community. Oh, my God. Was that another dad joke? Or is this you being dumb? Maybe just a little bit of both. Okay, well, I'll let that one pass. I'll go ahead and drop a little knowledge on you. Based on the Wikipedia page, Stitcher is an on-demand internet radio service that focuses on news and information radio and podcasts. It provides free online streaming through their website and on mobile applications on Androids, Blackberries. Blackberries? What? Blackberries. Are those even still around? I don't know, man. That's weird. Oh, my God. Okay, well, Blackberries and iPhone. It's been described as the most popular alternative to the default Apple Podcast app as of 2016. 
Oh, that's Stitcher. Stitcher Radio. It's where you can get the freshest episodes of your favorite podcast and radio shows streamed directly to your smartphone or iPad. No downloading or syncing. From NPR's Fresh Air to Adam Carolla, WNYC's Radio Lab to The Wall Street Journal, Rush Limbaugh to Rachel Maddow, and even our show, Keeping It Nerd. Stitcher organizes and delivers the world of talk radio fresh daily. Listen whenever and wherever you want. Listen to over 65,000 radio shows and podcasts on your iPhone, iPad, Android, or PC anytime, anywhere. Find Keeping Keeping It Nerd on on Stitcher Stitcher Radio Radio today. Or tonight if you're listening at night. Or in the wee hours of the morning if you happen to be waiting for our podcast feed to refresh as we upload this current episode. And now, on with the show. And we're back. Welcome back. Episode 24, RPO Speedwagon. <laughs> uh, now, I mean, after listening to us kind of make our initial comparisons, we're going to get into the film. Um, yeah. Jump to the Oasis. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you guys now, like what, after uh, after seeing the film, I mean, what, what did you guys, did you guys have any expectations when you guys were at the movie theater? Uh, it was this past weekend, right? You guys had seen well, it. We watched it, yeah, we kind of yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead, Raina. Go ahead. I was going to say expectations were low just because I knew that it wasn't going to be everything that was in the book. So I went in with an open mind, but expecting something not as great as the book. Yeah, same here. Um, I learned that from after The Hunger Games. Um, when I read that series and then I when they when the first movie came out, I was like going, whoa, no. Not cool, man. Peter's supposed to lose a leg. What's going on here? <laughs> Spoiler alert, everyone, if you haven't read Hunger Games, oopsies, my bad. Yeah. Peter loses a leg. Um, but yeah, uh, I came with a, with a low bar already uh, because, like I said uh, before, uh, licenses were probably not, uh, all licenses couldn't be made. Uh, references had to be updated to nowadays. And once you get to fit everything in the two hour, two, two and a half was it maybe two two uh, two hours and twenty minutes? Yeah, worth of a movie a runtime. <laughs> they so, changed yeah. the whole setting completely. I mean, the oh, the stacks are yes. still there, but you know, like they got rid of the the four day bus ride to from Col- from Oklahoma City to Columbus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's pretty much jump into like the difference. Yeah, the of, big differences. Yeah. That, that just shot out uh, at it us. Starts off with a major difference. What is this race? <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, they go real quick into explaining, you know, what Gunters are and Halliday's Easter egg and and all of that, and they jump right into a race, and I'm like, WTF? Yeah. Yeah. From that point, I was like, okay, this is definitely going in a different direction. Right. Oh, but you know what? I will give them. I will give them credit. Because the way that they played Halliday's video was it was I would say ninety percent the way it was described in the book, where it's just him in a coffin and it's re- really eerie, and then he 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 just rises up like Dracula, right? And then that's <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. the rise exactly yeah, that's exactly the the uh, the way that it's described in the book, and then the him changing into Anorak, right? And then yeah. describing the whole rules of the game. And, and seeing the the level and the scale at which this message had been played out on the day that that um, Halliday dies, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'd say it had me at two minutes. I was like, all right, cool. You guys are staying a little bit close to the book. 
Um, you know, yeah, you see Wade coming out the window, sliding down the, shimming down the stacks, uh-huh. and he, meeting. Uh, I'm sorry, what was it? The old woman's name, uh, his his friend, yeah, cats and stuff. Uh, but either way, he met her, and then yeah, then you see, then he kind of goes quickly into uh, describing the Gunters and stuff, which. Once again, you're compacting a whole book into a movie, so I, I get that you have to fast forward. Yeah, it was it was, it was like the the things. first eight chapters um, just bunched up in that five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then what Raina said, like as soon as that race started, you had me scratching my head, going, <laughs> "What the hell is this race? What's going on? He's supposed to be going to school, right?" And like, the, uh, they they took the whole factor of school out of the out of the story. Right. In which- uh, I I think what they tried to do, I mean, they tried to present him as as kind of like, oh, he's he's not from a well-to-do family. Like he's actually come coming from a broken family. He's really poor, right? Well, and that's, then, that's who was in the book. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah. It was it, that's what it was in the book, but it, it kind of describes more in the book, and I think that's what what makes him sympathetic. And I just felt like they they try to force that sympathy on you immediately, but you you really don't catch on to it until maybe midway through the movie. Right. Well, I think you get the. Yeah, I I would agree. I actually yeah. would agree with Anthony because, you know, fast forwarding to the race scene, where you're supposed to get an idea of you know okay he's not really good he doesn't have that much coin that's why he's kind yeah. of staying back like yeah. if you read the book you understand why but I think if you're viewing the movie for the first time without knowing any background you kind of just took it as he's a rebel. Yeah. So yeah. I, I felt like they lacked with building that particular uh, part of his character up. Yeah, he like, doesn't like he, he doesn't quite become sympathetic until maybe midway through the film, which yeah. in, in the book you you immediately within the first two chapters you're going okay, like I I can relate with Parzival like I, I I know what it's like and then him describing his relationship with his with his aunt and then his uh, aunt and the boyfriend yeah 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 I mean yeah exactly like the boyfriend did. He's he's having to take the laptop and he's he's having to hide it and that was I mean that was another thing that you didn't really he, they didn't display so much of throughout the whole, whole movie was uh, Parsifal's I guess uh, technical um, ingenuity he was supposed to be a really smart kid that you know he like oh yeah I fix all these laptops I mod them out uh, yeah you know I'm just like super smart I mean you saw a little bit of it in his uh, little hideout or in his uh, van in the van yeah I, yeah. I, I, I thought the van they did pretty well the van was like, cool yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. They, they actually did a pretty good from book to, to movie well I mean how, how you would have envisioned it yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. which yeah I, I didn't have a little qualm with I just had a qualm with the fact that like oh no you're supposed to show him like have him like soldering some you know some motherboards or you know, building his own little PC right there. Something like that would have been a nice little nod. But, you know, you just got shifted right into, you know, like Raina said, like he's like a rebel or he's like more of a scoundrel type deal. Like, it's, oh, no, I'm yeah. going to hang back and I'm going to collect coins. Like, yeah, like a, like a bot- like sort of like bottom feeder, which which in the book you get the reason why he has to be that way. But in the in the movie you're going, uh, kind of okay. a little arrogant. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's in, how in it's going sense. too. That's how I kind of, you know, got that impression. Yeah, you're right, right, because he he was like, oh yeah, I know everything about Halliday, blah blah blah. blah. Instead of like, a, he was a a studious, uh, you know, a very observant kid who was like, this is this is my way out of the stacks. Like, so I need to, I need to learn everything I can about Halliday. Like, and he was he was a bit he was like humble with it, unless he was with with H. 
right? In the, in the book, with when he was with H, you know, they would go back and forth. They sling their knowledge amongst each other. Um, but here, like, he just seemed like, oh yeah, well, I got this. I know this. Blah blah blah. And uh, and he was doing that with with what's her name, Artemis, instead of H more. Yeah. Um, but before the but like I said, so Raina brought it up. Like the biggest difference off the bat was that race, which I didn't understand. And then they they made it say, "Oh, it's a race to the key." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you took out Joust to get. Yeah, which I thought was was special in a way, because it proved in the book it proved how resourceful Parzival was, and going. Oh, you had this clue in front of you this whole time, and you this is the only planet that you've been able to afford to go to, right? Like, yes, it, yes. It, and then just, and what's just that, that gives you a uh, gives you a thing of like just his, just his intelligence, his intelligence, and the fact that where Halliday had set this thing like going, oh, because like oh he wants this thing to be free. Oh, it's it's gonna be at the school because that's where the first thing would anyone anyone would start from. It would be the yeah. place where anyone everyone would be always going to every day. And it could and it could be just um, available to anyone. You didn't have to have like all this coin, all this level ups to like start off in like you know so and so planet where you need to be a level sixty. And that's that was yeah, yeah. He, he made it. He made it. Halliday made it accessible to everyone. Which I guess like I could I could see the race is accessible to everyone. You just had to have enough coin to gas up your vehicle, and then and then be able to complete the race. Yeah, but so. he had a vehicle already, though. See, that was like another. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that going, wait, he, he didn't get that vehicle and like you know a stable of cars until way down the book line. And yeah, I mean, once again, he's I, a, I, he already I had it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You have to make changes to the to the story, and it it was it was a way for Zemeckis to just just let's push the DeLorean in this film. Oh, they, it was heavily <laughs> yeah. it was heavily pushed in this yeah. uh, this movie. But then I, I was, he gets I, that first key. He yeah. gets that's it. There isn't two parts, right? There was a. There's no gates. There's no gates to unlock. You just get the key and you get the next clue for the next. Yeah. To yeah. how to get the next key. So yeah, because it's, it's, it's a challenge key and then challenge to yes. get the clue to the next key. Yeah. Or to the next challenge, so. Yeah. And I mean, pretty much with this, too. Um, talk about really fast forwarding. So you're automatically introduced to all characters. So you have Artemis, you have Each, you have. Daito? Daito and Shoto. Yes. Yeah, but then they call them yeah. Shoto. Yeah, I mean, well, we knew they were going to kind of change that up. But, I mean, they're already all friends and they know each other. So, that was already different. And then the way that they built Artemis up when he just noticed, hey, H, I think that's Artemis. Like, I felt there was something missing there that they could have worked on. Right. Building. Because the the organic interaction that they encounter in the cave, right? Yes. Is, is yes. what kind of sells you on the fact that... Oh man, like you could tell he's in because he said, "Oh, I've studied Artemis as much as I've studied Halliday," right? Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, just, right. just having, I got, I've had yeah. a big crush on her. Yeah, and Ray, Raina brought it up before, like when after the movie, she was like going, she didn't feel that Artemis's character was portrayed as she was in the book, or like, oh my god, dude, that's that's Artemis. She's got all, she's got a blog, she's got. You know, she's like a world famous gamer. She's like a gun world like famous streamer too. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the only thing that nod they give like they give her is you know, especially to nowadays, like, oh, I follow her uh, Twitch streams. Like, yeah. okay, that's cool. But in everyday like nowadays, everyone has a Twitch. Like, you need to give it more 
background like what what is she like? she's got a twitch stream like if they had her face on a billboard throughout the stacks like oh so and so artemis uh you know the you know catch catch the latest twitch twitch feed today right of her or, or, do, the, know, or some, the latest blog post is up or something yes yeah, just, just, like uh, just, just to see her importance right just because yeah exactly and like you said like, you couldn't see the the organic uh chemistry that they that they that they got in that cave which who are you like Oh, uh, I'm just here. Uh, I don't know what we know, and you know. Uh, then all of a sudden, they, you know, Raina said like they hit it off right away. It was not like that. It was, it was like she's gonna be guarded. He's gonna be guarded, and he's like going, "All right, well, I'll just give you a clue because I like you. Like mm-hmm. maybe she's play it on this side of the, the yeah, yeah. Try know, the try game. the other side. <laughs> but and I understood the. I, I came to a realization like, all right, fine. You can't do joust. That's fine because that's another license you probably couldn't get, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're gonna do this race thing. You, you have the King Kong coming after you and whatever, and you got to just drive backwards. Okay, fine, great. But <laughs> right, it, right yeah, it, it it didn't have the the uh, just like the complexity of how simple. Simp- if that makes sense, just the complexity to see how simple it was to to get in the cave and then change position and then just yeah. going, man, this kid is is a genius yeah, just going here that, i want to i want to take one player or the, the first player and that's that's essentially where uh, the book's title comes from yeah exactly just that right? scene, that 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 particular scene in the cave so it's just yeah <laughs> i mean and i mean before we move on to the next you know next item here like the thing that i felt that 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 whole key grab or whatever in the first from the book to the comparison to the movie is when I was reading in the book and you read really tell how down and out Parsifal is really. He's like, once again, a kid who's not so well off. He's got to scrounge around to level up and stuff. When I yeah, read in the book- Low self-esteem. He the, yeah, he, uh, yeah, low self-esteem and everything. When he got the first key in the book, like I was so excited for him. Also being, you know, like I play video games myself. Like when he said, holy shit, part of my language. Oh my God, my, you know, I leveled up 10, you know, 10 levels and I got, I just got awarded 250,000 credits. This is awesome. Like now I have like, now I can buy stuff and, you know, I felt, I felt really happy for him because it's like, oh, thank God this kid needs a break. And now yeah. he gets a little bit of notoriety as being like a, you know, the first, uh, first person to find a holiday egg. And he's, you know, now he's, now he's got like a little bit of, like I said, like uh, street cred. More street cred because once again he was like a street rat or whatever you'd call it in there. Riff raff, <laughs> street rat. <laughs> I don't buy that. Okay, that's enough. Um, but yeah, and then here he gets the he he gets he gets like twenty thousand credits, and then you 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 do see him go, go crazy like oh yay I get that yeah. holy hand grenade and yeah. I get this Zemeckis cube uh, Rubik's cube, but. I don't know. I didn't have the same feeling of like excitement for going. Yes, you finally broke the ceiling, man. Like it's time for you to go ahead and start leveling up and start, you know, taking names. I just right. felt like going. Okay, yeah, there was too too much. I felt like there was too much um, exposition and and sort of like the Deus Ex Machina kind of thing where you kind of don't. I mean the 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 allure of the book is just you feel like you're experiencing Parsifal's 
um, accomplishments as he's going through it, and that that's that's why it just makes him more relatable in the book. Uh, although, I mean, again, as you go through the movie, you you kind of you kind of feel more sympathetic toward him, and and then when, once you once you hook onto that moment, you're it's it's the dance club moment. I I thought was was when when I thought he became a little bit more sympathetic. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, in in the book versus the film. Uh, the the uh, the accomplishment in the book felt like my accomplishment too. But in the film, it was going. That seems really cheap, <laughs> yeah, right? He's yeah. like, oh yeah. wow, you did the up down up down A B. You know, right, right. It's like, like all you had to do is go backwards, huh? Yeah. And, um, but I one of my favorite things about the way the movie did it because you know how they they had access to Halliday's journals right and they had this the the anorex almanac right it's like i like how they kind of actually made it into a physical building <laughs> which i thought was pretty cool where yeah because oh, okay uh, so yeah, yeah that's that was like one of the other big differences that well we noticed was it was no longer like this uh the anorex almanac with a handbook right that yeah. everyone had yeah. access to it was um, it was a, like a, a fully museum. like a library, a curated a curated museum yeah. of like uh, nothing but Halliday's uh, memories and notes and things like that, which which, is, which had a, which had a pretty good twist to to it I think in the movie, which is which I I thought I I actually liked, well I, I, well, I, I know we'll talk about it toward the end but yeah. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was I mean. I don't know. I, I I guess once again, being old school, I, I guess I I would have loved to see him more looking at notes, thumbing through books, and thumbing through things like that instead of just like walking up into a curated museum. And says, "Take me to this moment in time." Yeah. Now play it over again. Like I mean, that was it was cool, but I don't know. I think it was I th- I think it was just like lacking once again. It it didn't. I mean, it, it did help the obviously yeah. the movie. And I the mean, did you did you feel like there was there was too much exposition at this point? put into it I pretty much thought that you know the curated museum with the memories was pretty cool I mean it brought a modern take to it but I don't know did they go over this in the movie how how did you capture those memories and moments in time where you're able to kind of go back I mean it was the 80s where was the technology to capture that or how were they able to curate that particular Right. Museum. So I, I I think they explained it, um, in a in a small little sentence as he's going to that the library as as Halliday being so obsessive and kind of keeping to himself because he wasn't really big on interactions, right? So yeah, it's yeah. just him him recreating from memory, um, everything because he had that. I mean, he he had that kind of personality, right? Where like his his memory and his genius, like. Like uh, um, I can't quite explain what it was, but again, it was it was just that he he committed everything to memory, and and then they he somehow just digitally recreated every little piece. I of, thought maybe they were just like, extracted it from his you know memories, you know, like before he was dying. Obviously, like in Transcendence. All, yes, exactly. I was about to say <laughs> yeah. that right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They did a Johnny Depp type deal. Yeah. Um. I thought, I mean, obviously all the memories were in the 80s, but then you're in 2045, 2044, yeah. where, you know, you'd have had the technology like, all right, well, we'll just go ahead and extract these memories and I'll uh, just digitally, you know. Like a, like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, that's, yeah, this, this is exactly what, um, actually, this was like kind of like a Black Mirror-ish, you know? 
No, not really, because it wasn't as it wasn't as dark, and that was another thing that when me and Reina were uh, discussing, uh, the tone of the book was was way different than the tone of the movie. The movie yes. seemed more uh, have like a happy happier tones so with with like a little some obviously uh, dark moments, but it wasn't as dark as it could have been and should have been. Yeah, um, you you weren't really presented with the dystopian feel, right? I mean, they no. t- they tell you that things are dystopian, but as you're watching the film, you're, there's there's no real danger of the lawlessness that's outside of the cities, or trying to get from city to city and and you see the stacks. Yeah, uh, but I mean that, that's pretty much it. That's the like that's that's your only clue as to oh well something's off here, right? And then. And then again, it's it's just uh, the whole like too much exposition, again where where Wade actually narrates the fact that things are dystopian. Yeah. So I mean, it, well, I mean, all right. Well, then we jump into the other characters, right? With the in differences, there's Artemis, who later on in the film you find out she's part of some sort of a a rebellion group, and me and Rainer were just like looking at each other, going. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? No, she was part of. She was at home. She was just a regular gamer every day. Yeah, and she, she was, was a regular person. <laughs> hey, she's not. She's not a Princess Leia. Like, welcome to the rebellion or type deal. It's like had me scratching my head. And then, uh, obviously, when Sorrento had put the uh, the threat to Wade Watson, his friends in the book. Right, all of a sudden you find out that what's his name uh, passes away, dies because he was murdered. Daito. Uh, Daito. Yeah. Daito was just fine in this book. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, his avatar in the, in at the, the end of the movie didn't, uh, you know. But I mean, he, he was still fine. But I wanted you didn't get that, you. You wanted uh, that level of drama. I did because Be- you, because there you, was a you, sense you, of loss. Yeah. Once again, you want to feel the the big the big uh, when when the when the heroes win. You want to feel like yes, you overcame everything that was so dark, that was oppressing you, that was just like you know beating you down over and over again. In Twitch, this movie was like more of like a slap in the wrist every now and then, instead of like going, nope, we're just gonna go ahead and dig you in the dirt again. Yeah, there, there was again, I, like I bring it up again, but there was there was really no sense of danger outside of the fact that Sorrento and IOI knew their identities. Well, we just Wade Watts, but in the book, he knew every. He knew the identities of the other, the other four of 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 the i the high five. Yeah, the yeah, high five, the nice. high five. So, um, so I don't know. It was uh, uh, I I was going okay. Like it's it's a little bit. It's different. It's different. I just had, but it, I just committed and just watched. Um, and then as as the the action just kept going, um. But they did leave out. They did leave out a bunch of details, because they, it was the big ending. It, the, the ending yeah. of how the book ended. Like I was, I wanted to see that whole um, Wade Watts's um, plan. But in the book, everything is conveyed over like months at a time, like almost a year or so, right? In between every every instance, like another three months passes and another egg is not found. In this, in the movie, it was like once you find the first egg, within every like two, three days, another. Or I'm sorry, first key, two or three days, another key was being found. Right. And yeah, uh, time is just being compacted into, you know, like to fit the movie instead of, and that's where I think it. That's where it suffers in a way. It just couldn't world build like they did in the book. And yeah, I mean, I know right now we we are just talking uh, kind of like, kind of like talking the differences and like. 
the, right now it's heavily like kind of negative. But is there anything that was different that you actually did uh, actually did welcome and enjoy, uh, Reina? I have to think about that question. I would pass it on. Okay, well, I'll pass it on to uh, you, Anthony. Or if you need a minute, um, I'll, I'll give you my take. The, uh, um, I, I thought the, the twist on who was going to get captured was actually, I thought, I, I actually thought that was well done just because it, it just proved how much um, Artemis was willing to give up. And, and I know, again, in the book, uh, it's Wade who gets, who gives himself up, but that's because he changes his identity and, and then uh, yeah, IOI. He does a total Ocean's yeah. Eleven thing on yeah. him, man. Yeah. That's what was so, yeah. ah, that's yeah. why I wanted to see it. Yeah. But I uh, like I understand the um, just just kind of given more depth to Artemis's character because again there was only so much time that you could focus on on each character too, and yeah. so just kind of giving her that that kind of selfless I, I I thought was was um was a pretty nice I I actually in, enjoyed that nice touch so um. My then, my, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Is there what else? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. What, what was your what was what was something that was different between me, was the two mediums? Was the way Iraq was portrayed in the oh, yeah. book yeah. to to the movie? Um, and it was funny too because Reina had brought it up when we were at a hot topic, uh, and she was looking at one of the pops, Funko pops of the uh, Reddit Player One. And she, she kind of said, "Don't look, don't look at the pops, because obviously it might spoil something for me and whatever." And but she said, like, "I just don't remember this guy being such a player in the book." And I'm like going, "Uh, okay, hold on." So when I finished the book, I asked her, "I was like going, like who, like who is it?" And then she, she, she showed me the pop. I was like, "Oh, I rock." I go, "Oh, you're right. You know, he's not uh like, in the book. He's just like kind of betrays them, like you know, quietly, like he betrays them." But there isn't much, too much of a main player in the book. He's just an no. overall hater, right? Yeah, but, it's, just, it's just small references and interactions here and there, but nothing yeah. too nothing, big. Nothing, nothing too big that brought yeah. that you know progressed the story too much. Or I mean, he did have like a little part, but other than that, it was just you know whatever. In this, they had T.J. Miller, who I thought was actually a pretty good cast. Uh, yeah. for, the, for the fact that uh, <laughs> how's, how's it going I think I might need to see a chiropractor <laughs> <laughs> no what was that one thing he says that is just hey man what are you doing you can't do that I got I got 10 years worth of shit in me <laughs> I mean it was it was pretty good like he was seen as more of like uh, a pirate type uh, betrayer um, who's once again like, he, he, he was actually a really good comedic foil I mean, he, he was. Yeah. He was. And that's why I, I welcomed him, like being there. And obviously, it it gave Sorrento more of like ammo on his on his end. Like, okay, like I have Sixers, and I have this person. The infinite. orb of Asuvax. Yeah, <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that again. <laughs> um, and then you had, and then you have what's name Finale, who was not even in the book. She was no. just someone who was made up. Yeah. So you needed to have Iraq. Uh, be like his like lackey, which I and like I said, like, all right, it was a nice little comic relief, um, and it it was yeah. I I mean, I, I thought his character uh, by adding his character being uh, more more prominent than in the book, I, I, it didn't bother me so uh, so much, and I actually I, I did welcome it. Um, now right now we had uh, his his avatar was actually pretty cool too, just with the big skull as a body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I was embedding. They had that skull gun type looking thing, yeah, which which is pretty cool. Um, 
but Reina, uh, swing, swing it back to you now on this end. Like, is there anything that was different from the movie or from the book that the movie did actually did do pretty well? Um, I would just kind of go back to the whole curation of the journals and pretty much that whole piece, I would say, was done really well. Um, everything else, I mean, overall, I thought it was great entertainment value in regards to if you didn't read the book and you just watched the movie, it's it's a pretty good story. Um, you know, I think it had a lot of, I would say, Hollywood value where, you know, it's very entertaining. But um, going back to relating it to the book, I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah, it, it is hard to... Um you know translate a book especially in this manner of like such such a bigger big universe uh to be compacted into two hours and 20 minutes and with no licenses and you know like you you were kind of bound yeah you were kind of restricted with some with some some things um did you guys like uh well you guys already know who i thought was like actually a nice uh uh breath of fresh air i thought i rock was like you know even though he was an antagonist i thought he was like all right was there uh, another character besides uh, Wade uh, um, that you thought was like, all right, that was, I was like, well done, pretty cool, not bad. Um, you know, I'm gonna start off again with you. Uh, I would say, uh, what's it, Ogden, Og. I would say he was done really well. Um, I would have liked to see more um, character development with H. I yes. Just, yeah. I, I mean, it was great. I, agree. I, I mean, I like the actress you know in past you know performances and i would have liked to seen more of that um i think she did a really good job but i would have liked to see more yeah you're right uh, the whole dynamic with h and and wade you don't you don't you don't get that as much like in the book once again you see him i spend every day at h's basement you know and we you know we we go back and forth with each other you know, and they call each other names. You know, like that, and that was his one true friend, right? In Oasis. Yeah, that was his best friend. His best friend. And yeah. this one, like you, I mean, they say they are, but I just, I just didn't feel like you were. That it was conveyed, as as or it wasn't portrayed as well as it, as it could have been. Right. Uh, I, I and, did, and I think I think that was the studio's decision because I I, I actually thought the the dynamic and the depth of character of H in the book was a lot stronger. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I yeah. like I, I wish they they made reference to it in the film, but the the fact that she's she's uh, a, a lesbian posing as a as a like a hetero like a white heterosexual male, like she's a yeah. black lesbian girl woman, right? So yeah, yeah. Like I just, uh, I just uh, like and, that and obviously thing. older older than uh, yeah than Parsifal. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, How about you, Anthony, is there uh, was another character that you thought was I jumped out at you? If not, if not, if not any any other character, like is there? Then who was your favorite character? Then main character. The, uh, it, it was interesting to see Daito given a little bit more depth, even though there was still no present, no like real danger to him. I mean, like the the way they describe his death in the book is meaningful, but it was just it, I I felt like they kind of translated to what his death in the book, it like they transferred that death onto his avatar when he became. Uh, the, the okay, Gundam. The, yeah, yeah, the Gundam. I choose Gundam. Right. <laughs> so yeah, well, yeah. Which, which uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was nice seeing. Uh, which 
which was it was it was actually a nice little surprise. I thought that the Iron Giant was going to be his uh, his, but then once I saw an Artem, um, H's workshop, I was like, yeah. oh, whoops. Yeah. Um, besides, so we've talked about some differences here and there. Um, let's talk about like the visuals of the movie uh, before we start wrapping things up here. Is it is it what you envisioned? Um, obviously, you know the lights, you know things lacking here and there, right? Mm-hmm. Like whatever they were able to portray from the book on, on screen, did it did it hit the mark for you? The, um, like, did you see the way they had Parsifal's or everyone's how everyone's avatar was? Did you feel like yeah, that's that's actually how I think their avatar would be, or did you envision it differently? Did you envision some of the you know some of the worlds differently? Or yeah, th- things like that. Uh, Anthony, we'll start with you on this one. Okay. The um, again, like the the world building thing. I I, I wish they they put a little bit more on, but vi- visually and considering how expensive a movie like this to make because it's mixed sort of mixed media, right? You're going you're going a computer generated image animation, CGI animation and, and live action just having to go between both. Like I I understand. Uh and, and I I thought they pulled up the CGI part. Like I I thought I would it, it would be one of those things where I just notice, right? Um but I think they did a good job of being really subtle with it. It's kind of like a who framed Roger Rabbit sense. Uh, but I mean that's that's blatant in in Roger Rabbit, it's blatantly obvious, right? Oh, that's, and that's that's, that's, like that's the that's the only oh that that I mean that's the whole point of the movie. But I I just like the the fact that you weren't thrown off between jumping to CGI, com- computer generated animation, and live action like that. I was I was actually surprised. So I actually think they could get away with that just because you know that you're going into the oasis and it's a virtual reality where. Um, I would say the visuals did hit the mark on that because even if it looked a little bit off, you can always use the excuse that it's the Oasis. You're in a virtual reality. There's no need right. for it to look a certain way. It's what you make it, right? Yeah. Right. Um, I thought I, I, everyone's avatar, I mean, I when I was reading it, only th- I, I guess uh, one thing I thought maybe more Artemis, uh, she would have had... Uh, like her birthmark would have been more prominent instead of like that the light uh, fade on her mm-hmm. of the like kind of like the blood blood stain or blood wine stain whatever on her on her face. I thought it would be more prominent where it should give her more of a like oh like I'm really I really don't want you to see me because I feel like you know I'm not presentable or whatever. Right. Um. I thought maybe that would have been a little more um as as far as the avatar wise. Die don't shadow. Die don't show. I I did picture we're, them. We're really like, expe- Yeah, they were what you expected. The samurai warriors, yeah. which which which, which, were, which were pretty cool. And um, H H is a character was was a welcoming uh, um, uh, depiction because I, I I didn't I didn't see it as being like a half cyborg half half man thing. I I just thought everyone would have been. Uh, Look like I thought everyone would been cosplaying, basically looking, you know, right? Or like, like oh, humanoid. Okay, I'm just yeah, I'm just like so and so in a costume, but they but they straight up like, oh no no no, I am a half cyborg, uh, you know, overly done, you know, buffed out dude, which right. which I thought was actually which was pretty cool. Um, I I wasn't actually too convinced with how Sorrento chose his avatar. He looked yeah. like a, a like a roided out like uh, Clark Kent, especially that <laughs> hair. 
the Sixers were were someone I, I thought like, all right, cool. They 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 all basically could look like um, Agent Smiths from Ma- mm-hmm. the Matrix, and you know, stormtroopers, like stormtroopers. You just run, <laughs> yeah. run through them. They're like whatever. Yeah. Uh, Parsival is you know, I I guess maybe I, I didn't think I'd see him with the silvery skin. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and the wind. <laughs> and the wind. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> or the, uh, the breeze effect. The breeze effect with his hair. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I guess that. Yeah, that is that is a good point that you make there. That um, I, I guess the the depiction depiction here is is him having a rebel heart, as opposed to oh, I really don't have anything, and, and then this is the best I could do with what I have, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What, uh, what Raina said in the beginning of this, you don't see Parsifal as. As a low, you know, down and out kind of guy, he seems like. Especially when you see his vest, right? The way he, he's all dressed up is. Like, Whoa, you look like one of those. Uh, if you were gonna say from the '80s, he reminds me of from the Breakfast Club. Uh, Reina, what's his name? Um, the Rebel. John Cusack. No, John. Or, uh, no, uh, Judd Nelson's character. Judd Nelson. Oh my yeah. God, Bender. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that's that's who um I you know they made him say, when they dress him up kind of like that with a cut off jean vest with mm-hmm. a sword in the back and I guess like, whoa this guy's this guy looks pretty badass or you know like he's like a rebel type deal yeah um, where I thought since in the book they said like oh yeah um, I'm low level I don't have that many credits so I only have one skin to use and it's the basic skin they gave you in the beginning of a game like I thought like they'll give him like a basic white t shirt and jeans and maybe a baseball cap right. Type deal, just just the just the starter avatar. Yeah, it's a starter yeah. avatar, and then when he gets his uh, his credits, then he could be like, "All right, cool, I'm gonna look flashy." Which yeah, the, he kind of did later on when he was. Oh no no, because when he had the date with Artemis, right? Then he started going through all these like skins, like, "Oh, how about I yeah?" Go he, he 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 had the what movie thriller was look. It? He had the, he had the oh let me how oh, the, I go as thriller and how yeah. I go as um he went as Bucky. Crap! What the hell is his name? It's from. It was an anime. Buckaroo. Buckaroo yeah, Buckaroo something. Bucky Buckaroo. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, you. I don't remember that from the book, but if that was a license that you could get, I guess that's what you got. Make you mean, it work. Wait, was it Buckaroo Bonsai? Thank you, Buckaroo yeah. Bonsai. Bingo for the win. Yeah, I I don't remember that from the book either. <laughs> I I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean that's again that's 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 what they went with. I I was I was disappointed in not seeing Kit. I wanted to see my Knight Rider. <laughs> was it Kit or you mean Max? What, what do you mean? Wait, uh, are you talking about his when he had his personal assistant? Oh, the Max Headroom character. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I no, was I, that they didn't see that part. What, what, the kit. Remember, he had he had um, he was he'd outfitted his car, his vehicle to look like Kit at one point. He, he did. Yeah. No, he so, did though. Oh, in, did he? In, in the movie, he did. Okay. If you notice on his DeLorean, he uh-huh. had the kit. He had the he had the LED light. You know, that oh, back okay, forth, all right, right in the right. front. That's, that's so, the only reference to it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. exactly. And that was another thing uh, I found kind of difficult with this movie where. Once again, like like the book has an Easter egg of Easter eggs, and you're like, oh, who's who? Like, what's what's here and here? Like, it was kind of like, oh man, I got ADD. I kind of want to look all over the place and see what I could try and find. Yeah. So I mean, kudos to them. Like, going, this makes you like, all right, I guess I better watch this movie again just to see what I can see in the background. Because mm-hmm. in the forefront, I could only see like Tracer, Halo, a couple Street Fighter characters. Yeah. Um, I think, um, hell yeah, it's got a Hello Kitty. They had a, a Goro. 
at one point mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat but I, everything else I was an, an alien to, yeah an alien that came out of his chest <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but I didn't see too much other than that um but let's uh talk about the ending let's talk about the, the differences ending. in the ending the big yeah. the big differences in the ending um well in the book what they went to uh it, it was. I mean, it was still ad- adventure, but they, you had to play R- Russia's twenty one twelve, or um, in the remember he had to play. He yeah, had played Discovery. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to play Discovery to get to, and then and then it was. I mean, the adventure, like video game about the Easter egg thing, like it still stayed in the movie. But the, um, yeah, like I I I thought it was it was cool. They they kind of there was a certain point in time where kind of the the book. But book description kind of took over in the in the movie um, with the, with the added what's her name finale, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but I I think the only thing though um, that was missing from that aspect is the the fact that the video that was shown of Daito's murder, right? So like yeah, you had a sense like Sorrento needed to get rid of these guys, right? And, and there was there was clearly motivation there, but then I think. Daito's death was a little bit more high stakes, which meant more as he as he got got captured. Which I mean, he still ends up getting captured. Yeah, but he's only being captured for like the fact that he made threats and he's yeah. just like a you know a corporate, <laughs> a corporate slime ball instead of like, right. like, dude, this guy kills people just to do whatever he wants. And yeah, you're right. Like, right. It was yeah that that, that kind of that missed a mark. Um, yeah, finale. God, what a, what a waste. Uh, was, I, I, yeah, I know. I, I thought I thought Ogden Moore was was pretty consistent. Like, I I know I know the the situations had changed, and he wasn't in Oregon, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was in Columbus, Ohio, still. But I, th- I thought it was I thought like the the consistency of character was, was still there. I thought that was good. Yeah, way to and go, then, Simon Pegg. I, I yeah. see that was a, that was a casting I didn't realize. About, well, because I was trying to stay away from the seeing any movie news. But when I saw him, I was like, oh, cool, Simon Pegg's part of this. All right, cool, I like that. Right. Um, what did you guys think of the uh, um, of the reveal once he got the 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 golden egg? Like, oh, when when he when he accomplished everything? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Raina, go ahead. Go ahead, Vince. You mean so you're telling me like the extra twist at the end that says, "Wait a minute, no, I don't want to sign the contract yeah. because yeah, yeah." I mean, I thought it was just all right. Let's. That's just another another test, which I was like going. That was a Willy Wonka connection right there. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. That that was a Willy Wonka because like, oh wow, you are so selfless. Good, I like that. Now you get it. But I mean, for me, I like going. Now you make it. Now you make it a two part, uh, you know, challenge. Like you should mm-hmm. make two parts all the way through the movie. But yeah. Now in this case, Raina <laughs> just said it. Like yeah, that's that's your that's your Willy Wonka meets. Sao meets you know Harry the Potter meets the Matrix <laughs> yeah um, meets Roy from uh, yeah, I don't know if you remember that Rick and Morty episode where they it was like a quick thing oh yeah where, yeah. yeah so that that's what I think of when I when I when you go into Oasis they're playing Roy um, anyways um, it was uh, it's kind of anticlimactic I mean I already knew he was gonna get get the egg right I mean mm-hmm. we read the book we all knew he was gonna get it. Um, and just seeing that the way they the avenues that he had to go to get the get the winnings I was like oh all right if you do like you drove backwards in the DeLorean you <laughs> you know you, it, you, it, it meant you, more in the book like you knew he was gonna get it in the book but it meant more in the book oh it, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it felt once again more satisfying um, 
it was I mean it was it was it was nice to see and then it was nice to see uh Halliday and they actually go into his his room mm-hmm. where you do see a little bit of the nods that you first supposed to see in the book or that you that were that were made in the book yeah you like see, all, all the posters in the background yeah you see the, jo- the joust poster you see, you see a rush, rush poster yeah. i was like going oh yeah. that's how you're going to get it and work it in <laughs> okay great yeah. thanks thanks for the little wink to the audience or to the reader mm-hmm. it's just um it was, it was it was it was pretty cool i guess if, if there's i mean reina what what, what what did you think of the finale like and how, how how the movie ended. Not the character. Not, not the character. No, not finale. Of the character. Actually, do please tell me what you think of finale. Of the character. Um, I don't know where to begin. I don't know what we're asking. Finale or finale? Um, <laughs> finale. Finale. Uh, the character didn't care much for her. It was really mm-hmm. pointless. But I think they just had to have a pretty girl villain in that movie. Um. As far as the ending goes, I mean, it was entertaining. I mean, you were kind of at the edge of your seat wondering, is this guy ever going to get the key into the lock? You know, when the car is getting, you know, pounded by, you know, IOI and Sorrento. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end, you know, the little talk that he had with Halliday was was great. And um, it just essentially was your happy ending that, you know you expect to have in these types of movies so i, I still like I the, the the quarter part i think was still pretty good too uh was was a pretty nice nod for for the people who read the book well yeah and yeah i mean we all knew what that quarter was going to end up being oh yeah but, yeah you know you know yeah. i'm not sure if it happened in the movie theater that you were in but we heard everyone gasp like oh <gasps> You know, when he had the extra life and me and Vince looked at each other like, oh, please, you obviously didn't read the book. (laughs) (laughs) You know who didn't read the book? The people sitting next to Vince. No, they they weren't reading the book or watching the movie. Yeah, they didn't watch the movie. (laughs) You know, that was one thing, though, and not to sound like a book snob, because I don't read that many books anyways and whatever. But yeah, like when I when we see a movie like this, and then reading a, reading the book as well, and everyone's just like, "Oh my god, what? No way!" You know, it kind of made me want to like kind of stand there, go, "No, it doesn't happen that way. It's way better. He, <laughs> he he goes through so much more. You feel so sad for him at this one point because he lost everyone as a friend, as a connection. He was lonely yeah. on his own planet. You know, things like that. But I mean, the finale was it was a finale. It was you know, like Raina said, like you get the you get the happy ending." Like that, he deserves like uh, Iowa. I, I mean, and everyone gets a part of the of the of the company. I don't yeah. remember that happening in the book. I don't remember that happening in the book either. But uh, which, which was nice, I guess. Yeah. Which was which was a nice little change from the book because I do feel like if it didn't happen, which I gotta re- I'll read that last part again. But if it didn't happen, it should have. Like, come on, uh, uh, Parzival, you should share. Sharing is caring. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're. They all, they were all there. They all helped you win this. Like you should, you should, uh, you know, share your winnings. Which I like. That's what they did in this movie. Um, Anthony, how did you like the finale? Um, I, I thought it was, I thought it was well done. I, I, again, I, I think I, I chalk it up to, the just finding out, Ogden Moore's character. And, and yeah. then who who he was in relation to to this whole story, and just yeah. kind of him him kind of still saving the day, because he he was the one that did provide the safe haven. He did in in the in the, in, book. In the book, and then just for him to come through when it needed 
when they needed him the most. I thought that was that was a little nice touch. And then the the um the fact that he was the curator at the at the museum or at the library. The oh, yeah, James Halliday, cool, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was that's sort of I, I thought that was a like a really nice twist because nice it just yeah, at the end. right? Because I, I I was expecting the whole time that Ogden Moore was actually behind Iowa. <laughs> oh <laughs> Maybe Jesus, just, that yeah. would have been a that would have been too much of a change, and I would not have liked. It. I would have just yeah. been, nope. I would have walked yeah. up the theater, ripped off the blanket off the couple next to me, and I said, you know what, he dies at the end, and I would say ruined it or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, so as we're wrapping things up now, is there anything that you would change uh, from the movie or, or, yeah, from the movie, obviously, is there anything that you'd change? Um, I'd, I'd actually make this an, into a miniseries as opposed to a two-hour film because I, I think the the world building itself, it, it just, and then the, uh, the, the danger and the lawlessness of, of the outside world has to be... Uh, like not a not a always present danger but it has to be in the background because like you're only shown bits and pieces of it and i think that's what makes the whole the whole journey like as it it explains why people can like need to escape into the oasis like i don't want to be told in a small 30 second snippet from the narrator that oh the world had done this and this and this and so that's it it's right? not so like, great so people yeah. use it as an escape the end yeah yeah it's like, yeah, it. yeah it's like you just you need to you just need to have that overarching and, and I, I would have liked to see him i would like to see a miniseries stay stay true to the book because because actually i would i would watch all 13 episodes of that um, yeah um i mean reina uh what would you change uh, pretty much just more character development. Like I said, I'd like to see more of H. Um, yeah, more character development. Go and as we talked about earlier, actually maybe breaking this into three films instead of one. Oh yeah. So yeah. you know, kind of bouncing off of what Anthony just said, a miniseries or whatnot. Um, I'm just gonna piggyback on well, with you guys. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was the one thing I was telling Reina. Like obviously, unfortunately, Hollywood had to have done it in one movie because they didn't know if it was going to be well received for them to be able to be green, you know, green light. Uh, but it was movies. too, and it made it made like I think almost four no, times its budget. But you didn't already. know that. Unfortunately, yeah. they had the yeah. last. I, I think they have uh, other you know failed books you know translated to movies that say like oh shoot like in the case like I said Divergent right they never it made the third one because the second movie did so poorly. I, if anything, I would have broke this movie up into three parts, and each movie was him receive you know getting a key. Okay. Yeah. A key and a gate, and then boom, ends right there. Yeah. You know, and then, you then you're like going, oh, and then that would bring in your Harry Potter ish type deal where, you're, mm-hmm. like, you're you're coming back to it every time, and like, going, oh, this is where we last left left them off at, and he's now having to get this, you know, and you know, it gives you like all the time. So f- that would have been like six hours, eight hours, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, amongst all three movies. So you can go ahead and do all that world world building, uh, Raina's character development. Um, Oh yeah, and and then just ex- explain and expand what like the the whole danger of the current society is, right? Exactly. And then, yeah. and then, and then the the whole idea, I, I I think what Ernest Klein does really well in his book, as opposed to his screenplay, was the the whole social commentary aspect yeah. of it too. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which which yeah yeah which yeah which was displayed well in the book. 
uh, especially being written for for like four or five years ago, right? Or six Re- years ago. Real quick, the the one thing I I failed to mention this earlier, and I remember this was one of my favorite parts. But the shining part was I thought was amazing. Uh, well, that was a pretty cool. That was a pretty yeah. cool like twist and change that they had. Yeah, to make, that they yeah. Made I, I thought I thought that was that was brilliant, and and the um. And the references to like the all the conspiracy theories, right? Of Stanley Kubrick, right? And I, I, I love, I, I actually really enjoyed that part. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So then that's yeah. what you at least like the, the the big change that was made from the book to here yeah. that you will will well, well received on your end. Um, okay, last uh, last things here, uh, Anthony. What would you rate this movie? Uh, I would rate this a solid one, one through ten. Oh, okay. I was gonna say six out of seven. <laughs> So you going no out of, out, of, out, of ten, out of ten maybe like an eight out of ten okay. uh, it's just because of visuals and and that so uh, Reina um, I would give it an eight just because I'm loyal to the book okay I I'd give it like a seven and a half because yeah I think um, it just suffered in, in the ways where they just couldn't get all the details on screen which I understand just. I can't get over. Right, and you were you were uncomfortable. Yeah, over you were uncomfortable having people right next to you. <laughs> yeah, that, well, I mean, maybe that's what it was too. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, so that's what we think of this book uh, and uh, an adaptation of it on the big screen. Uh, Anthony, where can they find you? Uh, where can people find you now? Uh, you can find me at Merce Ant on almost anything Instagram, Twitter. Um, let's see, I uh, uh, that's pretty much it as far as, as my social media goes. Uh, please email us keepingitnerdpodcast at gmail dot com. We are looking for questions, comments, and concerns and feedback. Um, and then uh, we are, yeah, uh, as far as like the uh, podcast side goes, Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio, rate, comment. And subscribe again. We we just love to hear your feedback, um, Vince. Where where can people find you? Oh, hold on. Before they can find me, Raina. Where can oh, they sorry, Raina, Raina. Raina. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at RainaX81. However, I am private, so um, you can reach me on Twitter at RainaX81, where I'm not private. So there you go. Um, where you can find me uh, would be v, vmasaho09 on Instagram and vinsanity09 on Twitter. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode as much as we love talking about the movie and book. Of, you you uh, forgot you guys? forgot something, Vince. You, you you're the you're the captain of the social media account too. I uh, am the captain <laughs> of the social media account of uh, yeah. Keeping It Nerd uh, podcast Instagram, Keeping It Nerd on Instagram, and Keeping It Nerd on uh, Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as always, uh, from uh, oh, wow, getting a little <laughs> late there. As always, uh, for Anthony Rivera, I'm Vince Mustajo. For Vince Mustajo, I'm Anthony Rivera. Keep it real. Keep it nerd. And we'll see you in the Oasis.